So I think I had been working on the fleet-based API for about three to four months. I went to Singapore and I, I showed it off to my buddies. They were really impressed. I kind of built a little UI over it so you can manage your API keys and, and orders and things like that. It wasn't much on the UI side. It was primarily API. And we had a contact out in Malaysia who are hauliers. So we went and demoed the API and we showed off the documentation and they were quite pleased with it. We ended up getting a partnership with Port Klang Authority in Port Klang, Malaysia. It's one of the busiest ports in the world. My name is Ron and I'm the co-founder and CTO of Fleetbase. This is Code Story, a podcast bringing you interviews with tech visionaries. Spent six months moonlighting. There's nothing at the back end. Who share what it takes to change an industry. I don't exactly know what to do next. Many goes to get right. Who built the teams that have their back. Our company is its people. The teams help each other achieve. Most proud of her team. Keeping scalability top of mind. All that infrastructure was like, Yes, hey. we've been fighting it as we grow. Total waste of time. The stories you don't read in the headlines. It's not an easy thing to achieve, Mike. Took it off the shelf and dusted it off and tried it again. To ride the ups and downs of the startup life. You need to really it's want it. Not just about technology. All this and more on Code Story. I'm your host, Noah Labpart, and today, how Ron Richardson built a platform to enable developers to create logistics infrastructure via API. This episode is supported by Terso. Terso is the open source edge database from the creators of LibSQL. Do you put your edge computing close to your users? You should put your data there too. Terso makes this easy utilizing the developer experience of SQLite. Access a free starter plan at terso.tech slash codestory. Terso, welcome to the data edge. This episode is brought to you by our friends at MemberStack. MemberStack is the fastest way for you to launch a beautiful Webflow MVP with robust authentication and smooth payments integration. Join companies like Slack and American Airlines in serving millions of members every single day. Get started for free by visiting memberstack.com slash codestory. Ron Richardson studied robotics and embedded systems in Arizona and is a former Marine, which is where he got his start in logistics. His biggest influence has been his parents. He mentioned his mom introduced him to a personal website builder, which kicked off his learning into HTML, PHP, and JavaScript. Outside of tech, he has a passion for traveling and is big into horror games and movies. One of his favorite horror games is Amnesia, and the movie is Insidious. He actually built an app to have an ongoing curated playlist for his fans. Ron previously co-founded a startup in the e-commerce space, focusing on fulfillment in Asia. While he was building the backend for this solution, he noticed there weren't any developer tools for logistics and supply chain. He built an API solution in SDK to help implement common design features for this industry. This is the creation story of Fleetbase. Fleetbase is a platform and an API for rapidly developing logistics and supply chain applications. It can also be used as an operation system. Around 2016, I was actually co-founding another company in the e-commerce space, which was a focus on fulfillment, which we, we helped tech enable distributors and offered physical warehousing and fulfillment services in Southeast Asia and parts of Central Asia. 
when I was building up the back end for the fulfillment, I noticed that there was not nearly any developer tools for uh, logistics or supply chain at all. So I got to work and I developed an API and an SDK to go along with it, help implement common design patterns and features needed for logistics apps, such as routing engine, service rates, orders. And that was pretty much the, the birth of Fleetbase. So after that company, I turned Fleetbase into a company with the previous investor of the last company. And that's pretty much how we got started. Let's dive into the MVP then. So that first product you built, how long did it take to build and what sort of tools did you use to bring it to life? So I think I had been working on the Fleetbase API for about three to four months. I went to Singapore and I, I showed it off to my to my buddies. They were really impressed. I kind of built a little UI over it so you can manage your API keys and, and orders and things like that. Basically the V1 was written in PHP Laravel. It wasn't much on the UI side, it was primarily API. And we had a contact out in Malaysia who were hauliers. So we went and demoed the API and we showed off the documentation and they were quite pleased with it. We ended up getting a partnership with Port Klang Authority in Port Klang, Malaysia. It's one of the busiest ports in the world. We got together and started to develop a freight container marketplace for hauliers to subcontract their jobs, which was launched within three months and built on Fleetbase. So this was kind of our chance to show the power of Fleetbase and how you can rapidly develop you know, logistics supply chain application. And since that launch, Lincoln by itself has grown and now has over 200 companies and has helped transport over 52,000 containers. But yeah, that was that was the start. That was the initial MVP that we got kicked off. In building that MVP, you got to make certain decisions and trade-offs, right? Around, you know, maybe it's tech debt or, you know, short-term approach, feature cut, all the things, right? Tell me about some of those decisions and trade-offs you had to make in the short term. And specifically, I'm looking for, like, how did you cope with those decisions? So we had to make a lot of trade-offs with just just having an API-based product. And in a traditional uh, industry like supply chain and logistics, a lot of these companies are not familiar or don't use tech at all. And the tech that they do use usually has an interface. So already from the jump, we're at a disadvantage. So, and another other trade-offs that we had to make is, for example, the port. They don't use traditional API, they use API, different integration methods. We didn't really have an S SDK in the languages that they needed to have it. So we had to get involved, get hands-on and work with them a lot, which kind of slowed things down. Another big trade-off was that the UI that we did have was re very, very basic and nobody was really a fan of it because it was similar to Stripe. And it was something that people who worked in haulage and transport were just not used to. But we were able to, you know, eventually get the applications up, get the integrations done. We were able to do it within three to four months. So those, those were just, you know, small trade-offs. Um, with start with starting off with just an API, really, and not having a completed, really a completed product and going into business. But we ended up coming out on top in the end. This episode is encrypted by Cypherstash. Data breaches are becoming a fact of life. Know why? One of the reasons is because developers lack the right tooling to get the job done, i.e. encryption at rest tools are complex and inadequate. 
The solution? Encryption in use with Cypherstash. Cypherstash uses searchable encryption in use technology, providing continuous and universal protection for sensitive data. With Cypherstash, you can turn your existing database into a vault, utilizing zero-trust key management, SQL native, and with no code. Though encryption is complicated, Cypherstash is easy to use. The tool fully supports SQL via a drop-in driver replacement, supporting the query types you know and love today. And did we mention it's fast? For queries over 100 million records, you can expect additional overhead of less than one millisecond. It's a no-brainer. Get started by reviewing their docs or downloading sample projects in Rails or Node plus SQLize today. Visit cypherstash.com slash codestory and get started protecting your data. This episode is supported by Treble. This day and age, APIs are a fact of life. And as such, product and engineering teams need tooling that is lightweight, real-time, and data-rich to help them ship and maintain APIs faster. That's where Treble comes in. Treble is an all-in-one platform for the entire API lifecycle. The product offers world-class monitoring and observability, providing more than 40 data points for each request, enabling you to understand everything from performance to user behavior. Dashboards help connecting your entire team for lifecycle collaboration. Documentation is automatically generated, saving massive amounts of time for your development team with every new release. And setting up Treble? Super easy and fast. In three simple steps, you can be up and running with their platform. Their pricing is designed to support API teams of all sizes. So get started with Treble today and automate your API ops. Did I mention they have a free forever plan? Find out more by visiting treble.com slash codestory. That's T-R-B-L-L-E dot com slash codestory. You've got the MVP working, you know, you're gaining some traction. How do you progress the product from there and how have you matured it? And I think to wrap that in a box a little bit, how do you build your roadmap? How do you go about deciding, okay, this is the next most important thing to build with Fleetbase? This is definitely a good question because our our roadmap is not a standard roadmap or we, we didn't have a standard route when building this company. It's been ever changing, ever evolving because we got the opportunity to work with so many different companies which have different levels of tech or are tech enabled. um, We basically had ongoing feedback. The roadmap and the product has definitely evolved. With our roadmap, we initially started with a cloud service, cloud offering, standard product pricing, which really didn't work for logistics because most of these companies will want a on-premise solution. They're very concerned about their data and their information and where it's stored. So this is a number one complaint from supply chain and logistics companies when it comes to cloud solutions that we found. So we started refactoring and with that refactor, we built out Fleet-based console, which was a, a more modern web interface, which did have similarities of some of the traditional desktop software they would use for operations. And the roadmap has now evolved that we're launching an open source version of Fleetbase. So we're actually gonna open source the entire platform now. And that's pretty much where our, our roadmap is. So we've, we've gone from cloud solution to doing contract work to now our roadmap is really focused on developing open source software uh, solutions and open sourcing fleet base. Okay, let's switch to team. 
So how did you go about building your team? And what did you look for in those people to indicate that they were the winning horses to join you? Our team has been pretty lean considering we bootstrapped. So right off the bat, my founder, my co-founder, originally Yvonne Yo, he had a lot of experience in logistics and supply chain. He comes from that traditional background. Um, so me and him, we already vibed and we already had a, a same idea and the same vision for what we wanted to build. And I had the technical expertise and I had the logistics experience in my background. And my other co-founder, he comes from banking and finance and he's also a very entrepreneurial mindset. We consider ourselves a power team. But as far as build, building a team, we're still struggling with that. We're still working on that. It's it's a thing that we work on every day. Till now, we've we've had contracts on and off with different developers to contribute to Fleet to Fleetbase, and now we have two developers that are on with us full time, and they're at a senior level. Um, so this that's pretty much. We're just a small team. And I think we're gonna keep it this way until we start scaling to a point where we really, really need to, to hire more in customer support and engineering. This episode was automatically optimized by Cast. If you run cloud native software on AWS, Google Cloud, or Azure, you know how out of hand the bill can get. This uncertainty hurts your business, but you can solve it with Cast AI. Cast AI automates cloud costs, performance, and security management for hundreds of companies of all sizes. The platform's customers begin saving immediately and cut an average of over 60%. So before you go and sign a multi-year contract with a cloud provider or lay people off, check out what Cast AI can do for you. To get you saving even faster, Cast AI is offering a free cloud cost audit with a personal consultation. Visit cast.ai slash codestory to get started. This episode is supported by Terso. Terso is the open source edge database from the creators of LibSQL, the popular fork of SQLite. If you put your edge computing close to your users, like with Netlify or Vercel edge functions or Cloudflare workers, you should put your data there too in order to maximize performance gains at the edge. Terso makes it easy. With a developer experience of SQLite in a distributed database, you can replicate much closer to your users than traditional database offerings in the cloud. Terso's lightweight, easy to use, and free to get started. The team at Terso is offering a generous starter plan specifically for CodeStory listeners. Head over to terso.tech slash CodeStory and get started today. That's T-U-R-S-O dot tech slash CodeStory. Terso. Welcome to the Data Edge. Let's flip to scalability then. So was this built to scale efficiently from day one, say say MVP timeframe, or are you fighting this as you grow in any capacity? The initial product that I originally talked about, the API, was not built to scale. It was more to just get something out. So after we did the refactor, we we utilized more features that PHP and Laravel had to offer with Composer. We split up most of the back end, most of our modules into packages, as well as the front end. We use Ember and Ember engines to package the front end into individual modules, which is, which is really cool because we can offer modular functionality that can be installed or removed through the package managers, which is what we're going for as we develop the future ecosystem of Fleetbase. So 
the future e ecosystem of Fleetbase will allow other developers to basically build their own modules, which will can be which can be popped in kind of like a plugin or an extension into the Fleetbase console. As far as our infrastructure, we're quite happy. We're now official AWS partners, and we pretty much did up our entire infrastructure using Terraform, so we can provision that on pretty much any service provider. So now I say it's it's pretty scalable. Everything is 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 really fast in this modular way. So we can have a developer focus on FleetOps, which is our flagship uh, logistics operation system, and then we can have a developer focus on storefront. It's all modular but works together and the scaling now hasn't really been a been a problem as we continue to grow uh, uh, the platform has been scaling just fine okay as you step out on the balcony and you look across all that you've built what are you most proud of i'm very proud to have built a product that is that is attracting a lot of companies uh, so I'm I'm really happy just seeing you know two to three companies being onboarded every day, which is it's 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 like it's like wow I can't believe that people are finding this and finding use out of it, and one of one of my favorite things about the companies coming is I'm always amazed at all the different use cases people find in Fleetbase. It's things that I didn't even think of or I didn't even consider it could be used for. So we have companies like running vehicle charging stations, car leases, insurance companies, and and they and transport companies, which actually use Fleetbase for not the entire platform, but just a small part of it, which helps them, you know, operate their business. So this is one thing that I'm really proud of is that we've built a system in which people find so many different use cases for. So that to me is like pretty awesome. I, I, I never could have imagined. Okay, let's flip the script a little bit. So tell me about a mistake you made and how you and your team responded to it. One of our biggest mistakes is in our founding team. It's making sure that we're on the same page. And in our case, we were not on the same page. Um, so unfortunately, one of our, our co-founders dropped off about two years ago. So I think, I think like uh, sharing a vision and a roadmap and having business plan is super important, which is some of the things we kind of overlooked. Everyone has different reasons for wanting to get into business or wanting to build something. And I think it's super important that uh, everyone on the team has the same goal in mind. But other other than that, I mean, as far as business, I think we, we made a few mistakes as far as like some of our contracts and dealings. We could have structured them much better. We used to structure a lot of lump sum contracts for like logistics and supply chain development work with Fleetbase. But these days we kind of focus on retainer base contracts, which has helped us a lot and definitely improves stability and keeps companies with us. So this will be fun to ask. What does the future look like for you know, Fleetbase, the product, and for your team? I feel like it's really hard to answer that question right now because we're in an evolutionary stage where we were 100% focused on a cloud solution, providing a cloud platform for logistics and supply chain. And now we're pivoting 
completely into an open source solution and doing a dual license pricing model. So once this open source version of Fleetbase drops, it's going to be a complete game changer for us. We already have two companies who want to sponsor Fleetbase and contribute to the development and expanding of Fleetbase. So I personally can't say what the future looks like. In my mind, I have a really good idea that it is going to be、um, something big, bigger than what I originally set out for with with Fleetbase. Seeing the seeing the companies that are joining now and the weight they carry, I think if we play our cards right, Fleetbase could potentially be like the standard go-to operation systems for logistics supply chain and development. So we're really focused on this. You know, once the open source drops, we're hoping to build out a pretty big contributor team and have multiple companies sponsor the development and. Continue to build out the build out the ecosystem. Well, let's switch to you, Ron. Who influences the way that you work? Name a person or multiple persons or something that you look up to and why. And our earlier conversations、uh, might might give me a clue to what you're going to say here, but I, but I'm curious what you have to say. Yeah, definitely, definitely a, a heavy hitter influence for me. Has been my buddy Virgil.、Um, he introduced me to pretty cool people early on, like Larry Yeager. I, I like I can't even believe I was having conversations with some of these people. And once I got out the military, I was actually looking for for a job. I was living in Seattle and I was looking for my next gig. And through LinkedIn, we I reconnected with my buddy, and he was actually working as a professor in Singapore. And he invited me out to Singapore, and I came out. He showed me the tech world in Asia, which kind of blew me away. And I kind of felt like Singapore was the Silicon Valley of Asia at that time. I was able to meet people who had developed or created protocols, whole protocols for email and and things like that. So I, I feel like I have a lot of people who I've met through my through my journey and, and career that I've been fortunate. Enough to me that have influenced me. Another name which maybe is a big influence for a lot of people and someone I look up to, Elon Musk, because just his level of innovation and what he's doing in the world is is pretty awesome. And I always hope that、um, building Fleetbase and building Fleetbase into a, a bigger system would be a stepping stone for me to pivot into something bigger and more innovative. So. These tech giants, to me, are huge, huge influences、uh, for me to keep going. Well, we talked about a mistake earlier, but this is a little different spin. If you could go back to the beginning, what would you do different, or where would you consider taking a different approach?、It、doesn't have to be a mistake; it could be something that worked out, but maybe you tweak it a little bit. I hit on it before, but something I definitely would do differently from the beginning is how we structure our business deals. Because we we offered an API, it kind of、uh, got a lot of logistics companies interested in a way that they kind of wanted to build their own operation system. Yeah, we just didn't structure a lot of deals in the beginning, right? And we ended up、um, taking on a lot more work than. We can handle that. We had to that we had to do in addition to building the company. Yeah, I think it would just come down to to 
making better structured deals. Other than that, I think I'm quite happy with the uh, the way things have gone and the approach we've taken to to building Fleetbase. It's a little bit slower than most traditional VC-backed companies, but we're happy with the organic growth. Like we were able to conduct enough business to where we could pay ourselves. So at this point, I think looking back, I don't feel like we made too many bad decisions. I think the bad decisions were actually necessary for us to, to learn from. And now when we do business or we conduct business with other businesses that want to do certain contracts with us, we have a much better approach. Pretty, pretty, pretty streamlined, linear, and it works for us. Well, Ron, last question. So, so you're getting on a plane and you're sitting next to a young entrepreneur who's built the next big thing. They're jazzed about it. They can't wait to show it off to the world and can't wait to show it off to you right there on the plane. What advice do you give that person having gone down this road a bit? I think I'll be iterating like some of the things I talked about earlier, but they built the next big thing. People are probably going to want to be involved or you want to build a team around it. I would tell that person that make sure, you know, whoever you decide to put on your team that you guys are all on the same page and you guys have the same goal. Personal relationships and business can become complicated and sometimes it can really make or break your business. Um, so starting Fleetbase, we've been able to meet a lot of other startups who were VC backed and, and it, it's not so much that their product wasn't great or didn't work. Sometimes, a lot of the times, the co-founders would just not agree on certain things and, and their business would fail. So we came close to that with our last co-founder, but we were able to work it through. Um, another thing is that it's extremely difficult and draining to, to build a business, especially if you're going to bootstrap. And a lot of people won't get it. A lot of people won't understand. It's really something. And taking taking the regular nine to five is is, is much better option. But if you really believe in what you're building, you have to endure and you never give up. And on top of that, you have to iterate, you have to evolve, and you have to keep going. That's fantastic advice. Great points. Well, Ron, thank you for being on the show today and telling the creation story of Fleetbase. And thank you for having me, Noah. And this concludes another chapter of Code Story. Code Story is hosted and produced by Noah Laphart. Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or the podcasting app of your choice. And when you get a chance, leave us a review. Both things help us out tremendously. And thanks again for listening. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.